0: Warning. The following podcast contains two morons talking about sophisticated subject matter, like ninus and hoo ha's. Also, a few whoopsie daisies and at least one house or ante. If you don't have a strong stomach, you know where the door is. Right. On with the shenanigans then. The podcast which you're about to hear is an account of the tragedy which befell two washed up losers in particular court psyops and his immature co-host matt it was all the more tragic in that they were uncultured morons but had they lived very very full lives they could not have expected nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see each week for them an idiotic podcast show became a nightmare. The events of each week were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. What is Psyops? PSYOPs for Psychological
1: Operations is very simply the art of influencing how people feel and think and ultimately how they behave and what they do. You don't have to defeat the enemy on the battlefield. It's better if you can convince the enemy to do what you want him to do without having to fight him. And that's really the intent behind PSYOPs, to convince people to do what you want them to do.
2: So how does PSYOP fit into what's happening now?
1: The two points I'd like to make with you and the audience is that first and foremost, PSYOP saves lives. The second thing I'd like to say, a lot of people have misconception about PSYOP. They think it's something deviant and brainwashing.
2: say so you don't know exactly what's going on right now, but we do know that there are some psyops going on, right?
1: Ma'am, I don't know. Cinema Psyops. And I believe with all of my heart that it is a contributing factor to our juvenile
0: delinquency of today. Why I believe that is because I know how it feeds. I know what it does to you. Cinema Psyops. They think it's something devious and brainwashing.
1: First episode of Cinema Psyops. I'm your host, Court, the guy that's getting the vocal power back like he's still living in the goddamn 80s. And joining me once again this week to celebrate all of the greatness that is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is my
3: co-host
1: Matt! You know what we should totally do? We should
4: get in a car, drunkenly shoot signs, start calling radio show hosts like we're graduating high school. <laughs>
1: Secretly, one of us will be Bill Mosley, who also plays Chop Top. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude. So I was kind of dreading doing this episode for one very specific reason. Yeah. Not to have the ability to play the soundtrack. Mac and a test, I was lamenting this. Like like, every time I brought up Chainsaw 2, I was like, God damn it. I can't play the soundtrack on the air. Dude, I got to have that soundtrack. Well, I worked out a deal where I fucking can. All right so this is how it's gonna have to go for now and basically okay, alright everybody take a knee come on in and take a knee get get close right, everybody everyone
4: everyone, let's get together here let's talk
1: alright now on legion's patreon there are no bots that'd be scrubbing currently so for now it's technically the wild west on the legion patreon app. they're private feeds so someone would have to subscribe to it and then scrub a bot that extra step that extra bit of annoyance that's gonna take a while before they start thinking about that to come after us yeah so I got the okay to start playing whatever the fuck I want again on the Legion Patreon only ad. Now, our main feed and the one that goes out everywhere and gets to Spotify and gets to YouTube and all of those other places where these spots be scrubbing, that music won't be featured. So now I'm doing two edits a week, two different edits. Yeah. One with the music that I intend to play all along. Yes. And then the other one will be just basically some kick-ass whatever music that just feels right in that edit and kind of emulates the feeling I was going with with the music befitting of but the important thing is if you are a legion patreon ad subscriber you will now get the cinema psyops the way that court intends it and wanted it to be and had to give that up for the better of the network
4: yes the one that we wanted to always give to the people. <laughs> Purity. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, what I'm so excited about this, though, more than anything, is not just being able to include the music and all that. I also decided for folks that are nice enough to support the Legion feed, I was talking it over with Bo, and then part of the deal is, well, why don't we just release it as soon as that it's done? On the Legion Patreon ad, you can, as soon as I'm done editing it, and as soon as I get it to Bo, and it gets added on there, boom, it's it's there for the people. If, yeah. you, if you can wait, if you're not a subscriber, if you can wait, and you don't give two fucks about the music that i put in there if that was like the worst idea that you ever thought i had during the show all of the music befitting of stuff well you don't have to worry about it good you can good just stay them. on the main feed you don't have yeah. to you don't have to do anything extra you can just leech instead of seating yeah, <laughs> legion patreon
4: just go ahead and suck <laughs> off our tits <laughs>
1: <laughs> clip <laughs> yes but also um given some of the photography that's starting to pop up in the group yeah, yeah. again that's you may want to stop offering such things unless you are prepared to deliver <laughs> <laughs> unless you're ready for the fuzzy fun times wait is this the week that you're fully vaxxed yes fucking I'm a fully fully vaxxed is it already past, or is it sometime no, it'll this be week? tomorrow Ah. As of this recording, it will be re- tomorrow. Yeah, as though. of this recording,
4: I will be fully vaxxed.
1: Should we tell the people that you were risking it to see me yesterday? Should we tell them? Yeah, we Why yeah.
4: not. Fuck it. Yeah, we risked it. And I risked it to see you yesterday.
1: It's like the first so, time we've seen each other in person in like eight months. Eight months. Yeah. yeah, I would say eight months. I saw
4: you on a doorstep
1: once. Yeah. But I was in the I was in the car. <laughs> yeah, I think we've waved to each other whenever you yeah. and your wife have come to pick up my wife or whatever. But yeah, Uh. and I did the right thing. I waited until I was fully vaxxed before I saw my friends face-to-face. That's right, you did. I,
4: (laughs) I, I fucking, I didn't. (laughs) <laughs> but I also got COVID, so I had antibodies to spare.
1: <laughs> yeah, if your second shot didn't do shit, I think you were pretty much fine because that seems to pretty be much, the people who have had. I
4: it. got I got a um, not even the day after my second shot, the day after, like the two days later, I got a slight fever and I felt a little tired, and then that was it. Then I was fine. And my first shot, I felt nothing. So
1: that's uh, that's crazy. Well, I'm I'm glad you're fully vaccinated. And yeah, we had a mutual loved one visiting us, and they happened to be staying with you so I came over to hang out
4: that is correct yes come to to come see our mutual loved one (laughs) it's the easiest way to phrase that without doxing anyone yeah yeah exactly without really fucking everything
1: (laughs) (laughs) right like after watching that cue into the storm documentary I'm really worried about people being able to put together a bunch of different details about yeah about about, uh, us about anybody yeah like like I pretty much if anybody really needed to figure out who I really am they can because my parents never follow that don't comment as if you my parents on social media. This is for your protection, not mine.
4: <laughs> See, mine might be a little bit harder, but still not completely difficult.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you're not really on social media as other either person. You just yeah. basically are skipped out. And I'm only on there as, like, one. And because I was friends yeah. with my wife, my family found me. <laughs> oh, they, th- those people. <laughs> <laughs> Them hill folk that I come from. So, this week. Texas this Chainsaw week? Massacre 2 my man. Part dose. All right. 14 years difference between now and when the original was released.
4: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. There's a few things that we need to back up that I neglected to talk about last week though. And I just need to bring up like now. All right. All right. The very first one being I had mentioned there was very little blood in the movie and there's a reason for that. Now on the commentaries, Toby Hooper claims that he was targeting a G rating so that the widest possible audience could see it. Yeah. And. And, or at least that's what he was telling the MPAA, but the idea was he needs to try and get at least a PG. That was like his really end goal. Then a, you know, a generally wide audience could see it and then it could still be a little scary and all of that kind of stuff. And it would be cool. This is way before PG-13s even existed, obviously. Yeah. So he keeps going back to the MPAA and getting, you know, different things done where he's like trying to just basically say to them, I want to get a G with this. And they're like, no, you really can't. You need to just, no, no blood on screen, you know, limit all of this kind of stuff and he claims it was the amount that was actually in the movie was two ounces like of actual blood and that's when Franklin's getting chainsawed there's some blood spray on Leatherface there and that's really the only blood that's in the movie that's Uh, true so the reason it got an R rating has nothing to do with the gore and there's no nudity really in the film and honestly the only thing that you couldn't see on like TBS on a Saturday afternoon in this film is more or less some of the over overt violence of the hanging on the hook and some of the things that they're still hinting at. But most of this stuff you could see on like a CSI episode now that's yeah, in the that's original true. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But at the time, he could only get an R rating. And what he was essentially trying to do was not get an X. He kept lying to them and telling them he wanted to get this other thing. And so they basically gave him an R to get rid of him. The only, oh, nice! The only ballsier move to get an R rating for your film so you're able to release it is what uh, Wes Craven did with Last House on the left. He literally Whoa. cut it off of another film and splashed. It onto his and didn't get any permission to do it.
4: That's fucking amazing.
1: (laughs) They wouldn't give him the rating he wanted, so he just took the rating he needed. Yeah. So I just, I wanted to bring that up. And so 14 years later, Toby Hooper's done quite a few things. You know, he's made a few more movies. Nothing really hits. Nothing really starts to resonate with people. I'm pretty sure that like Poltergeist was out and there's that whole controversy, did he or didn't he direct it? Then he started doing some TV and stuff. But at some point he decides it's time to go back. And nobody that was involved with the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre really made any money. I don't know if you knew that or not. They got ripped off the mafia side Somehow is alleged to have been involved but the original guy that put up the money um the distributors are the ones that they suspect may have been mobbed up and basically the original release millions and millions of dollars was breaked in at the box office but they were showing um with the original releasing company like you know no profit or anything like that and it wasn't really until um they got re-released in theaters and i think it was one of the earliest new line movies that they got their hands on for just releasing you know before they were like new line new line or whatever. And then the people that made the movie kind of got some money and some residuals and yeah. some stuff. But like it, it, they had a huge court case and all of that kind of stuff. We already talked about how har- harrowing the shoot was and everything. So I can see where Toby Hooper would not want to go back to that well, no matter how lucrative it may be. I can see why 14 years pass. Yeah. Because you you probably a little bitter after everything little, you went through. A little bitter. Yeah. And Ma, a lot of the cast do come back in this. Um Gunnar Hansen always had contractual issues Issues or something that cropped up to where they wouldn't pay him what he thought he was worth. They weren't really offering the role or anything like that, like, you know, in in a meaningful way or anything, anything basically to where he would agree with it. So Gunner never really plays the role again. And we're going to have a hodgepodge of folks that are playing him. And this guy in uh, this Texas Chainsaw Massacre that's playing Leatherface, bless his heart, he's doing his best, but it's a very 80s Leatherface. This is a very 80s. Oh, that's
4: a very 80s movie
1: yeah this is essentially as far as I'm concerned and we'll we'll dig into the actual review when it goes but this is essentially Tobey Hooper trying to squeeze Texas Chainsaw Massacre into a slasher film type template Uh, and I agree yeah and it doesn't fit and it's kind of like bellowing out on the sides like like those stretchy pants I like to wear around my house when no one's looking like how like like the rolls kind of come out off the side of them like it kind of bellows out like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre cannot be contained in a normal slasher (laughs) format properly it's such
4: it's such a Way like this well i mean it went for a completely different style of horror
1: yeah yeah and than it's the first one it's but very I mean, much- we're getting
4: into a lot of shit we're ruining the review of the movie for not
1: necessarily because this is oh, all okay. stuff that like i think basically Right on the surface, you can tell just by looking at it yeah. how the how the movie's set up and and how the marketing goes, and even the even the uh, trailer that will play as soon as we come back from this break. But like what I'm essentially <laughs> getting at here is the pattern that I have noticed with the yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre films is, regardless of what era they are made in, they are more of a touchstone of a style of filmmaking in that specific era, and this being the coke-addled brains of executives edition of the. 80s, like those yeah, those true. those frenetic, insane 80s movies that I still love. I'm not trying to denigrate them, but there's a lot of decisions that were made in this film with a drug-addled brain. Yeah, and
4: it's clear. Yeah, oh, very. Like and some of them might have been Dennis Hopper's drug-addled brain,
1: but. <laughs> Right. Right. So it's very frenetic. It's going to be very insane. And it's going to be just this really weird type of film. And you guys are going to have to be prepared for that review as it's coming at you. Because despite all of the negative things that might possibly be said about this film, there are actually things that I love about this film.
5: (laughs) Yeah.
4: Oh, my God. There are absolutely good things about this film. (laughs)
1: Yeah. You watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and you know what it feels like to watch a horror movie on Coke. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. (laughs) that's exactly right and that's okay so that's how you're approaching it too i assumed so i just wanted to make sure definitely we've covered enough ground let's get to the legion patreon ad and the music befitting of texas chainsaw massacre 2 this'll
5: keep it quiet
0: oh hi there i didn't see you you call me cutting a new show i'm bo ransdell and i'm one of the many creators you can find on legion podcasts i said quiet (laughs) Back to the cutting room.
1: Lives forever, but everyone Ooh. fucking dies. Someone passed me an eight ball, and we're partying all weekend. <laughs> Did you recognize the voice or that music at all? Of like who was doing that song that I played there in the break? Uh,
4: I mean, it sounded familiar, but I no, probably I wouldn't know. It would be who
1: it is. Mr. Danny Elfman. Oh, really? And his original band Oingo Boingo. Yeah, and the Mystic Knights of Oingo Boingo, I think, or something like that. Their original name was. But uh, that happens to be my absolute favorite Oingo Boingo song of all time because I get to watch somebody get the top of their head chainsawed off with that. Yeah, you would think that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me absolutely happy, Matt. But not nearly as happy as this trailer does. <laughs>
6: Thirteen years ago, audiences across America were horrified by the savagery of a faceless killer. In the wake of this bizarre rampage, he vanished. Now, after more than a decade of silence, he has come out of hiding. Chainsaw Massacre 2 The Buzz is back Directed by Toby Hooper
1: Okay, even the trailer is fucking Winking at us on this, Matt The Buzz is back The Buzz
6: is back
4: (laughs) Yeah, sort of fat line Off a chainsaw (laughs) Don't mind if I do Don't mind if I do Well, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, well, they start out with another narration, just like in the first movie. So, of course, that's our first clip.
1: Fucking better have been.
6: (laughs) On the afternoon of August 18th, 1973, five young people in a Volkswagen van ran out of gas on a farm road in South Texas. Four of them were never seen again. The next morning, the one survivor, Sally Hardesty Enright, was picked up on a roadside, blood caked and screaming murder. Sally said she had broken out of a window in hell. The girl babbled a mad tale. A cannibal family in an isolated farmhouse, chainsawed fingers and bones. Her brother, her friends, hacked up for barbecue, chairs made of human skeletons. Then she sank into catatonia. Texas lawmen mounted a month-long manhunt, but could not locate the macabre farmhouse. They could find no killers and no victims, no facts, no crime. Officially, on the records, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre never happened. But during the last 13 years, over and over again, reports of bizarre, grisly chainsaw mass murders have persisted all across the state of Texas. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre has not stopped. It haunts Texas. It seems to have no end.
3: Yeah.
4: Yes. All right. Wow, we start with a couple dudes having some fun. Apparently, it's graduation weekend. Plus, it seems to be the Red River rivalry, Oklahoma versus Texas. So... Obviously, North Texas is going fucking insane at this point, uh, which I don't know how you have high school graduation and the Red River rivalry or football at all. So this is just massively confusing to me, but it just sounds like the movie producers wanted to put as much chaos into a certain area as they possibly fucking could.
1: So good I on them. don't know anything about Texas in that manner as far yeah. as just how crazy it gets. But well, I, I would assume that these two guys are actually college students students and they're on their way down and they're graduating from they're they're the part of the rivalry and they're heading down for the game yeah well not
4: northern part because they're texas so they're probably heading up it's oklahoma texas is the Red River Rivalry, which is, I believe, the big game they're all talking about, because that's the game Texas freaks out about the most, as well as Oklahoma. Number two, the game typically is going to happen in October, possibly even early in November, because it's a big game. It's going to be late. Don't have a lot of uh, graduations, not even college, high school, none. So again, they're just trying to, I think, set up and give you as much something that seems just so fucking like a chaotic time. I that, hate these guys so you know, so much i didn't
1: realize they were actually graduating anything i just thought they were two rich douchebags driving around they're also
4: rich douchebags one wearing the fucking lizard eye holograph sunglasses
1: played by bill mosley masterfully so he is so fucking annoying you want to kill him that character Uh can't wait for him to die exactly
4: so you sit there and you're like all right well All right, and they are shooting signs, they're calling a radio show host, and they're holding up the line so she can't disconnect from them, and it's pissing her off.
1: She says something Um, about the regulations to one of the most badass characters ever in horror, LG. This motherfucker rules.
4: This motherfucker is a man and a half. Uh, (laughs) And the radio show host, her name is, well, her nickname is Stretch. Well, later on that night, they're on with her again, calling her, and all of a sudden they get blocked off by this pickup truck, and they're going down a bridge, and the pickup truck is backing up as they're driving forward, but is keeping pace. At this point, we see a very dead body holding a chainsaw, and if everyone wants to know, this is the dead body of our hitchhiker from the first movie.
1: I don't know if you would believe me or not, but I knew right away when I saw the body because I noticed yeah. the, the, um, the birthmark on his face, because they actually put that on the corpse.
4: Oh, see... My big thing is I never seen number one. I saw two before I ever saw one. Right.
1: Well, that's absolutely fine. But like I yeah. had, I, I recognized him pretty much yeah. right away. And it's, I mean, obviously the first time you have no idea who the corpse is. If you, if you saw yeah. two first, which many of us did, I did as well. But after watching one, I realized pretty much the next time I watched two, I was like, holy fuck, that is definitely him. And that's, how, I, that's when I realized they were twins. jack uh, yeah, It shows up later and him.
4: Yeah. And I had such a process with it because, Um, when I first watched... When I start, when I first watched Texas Chainsaw One for the first time, and I'd already seen Part Two, I was like, "Oh, the hitchhiker—that's the guy. That's Chop Top. That's the guy with the metal plate in his head." I go, "Something must fucked up must happen to him to really fuck him up in this movie." And then <laughs> at the end, when he gets run over, it, I never thought anything about the dead body. That I just thought that was something fucking—you know—they used to fucking terrorize. Right?
1: People. You thought he survived yeah, because the crash, they never really mentioned it. He got a except metal plate.
4: for yeah, except for the the guy mentions him when he's pulling the grenade from him but anyway when i'm what and then i start thinking then i see him get run over by the fucking semi and i go well metal plate ain't gonna fix that and then i go he's the dead body that they carried around fucking everywhere. <laughs> of course it is. These people don't ever get rid of their family members even when they die. They just drag them around with them because technically they don't think they're ever dead. So and sometimes they're fucking not. <laughs> so I'm like I was like, "Oh my god, that's the guy whose body they're dragging around."
1: <laughs> that's an interesting thought process. Yeah, like right away I was like, "Oh, that must be him because of the the little facial uh Yeah birthmark that he has and then i figured out that they were brothers because it, i i was basically at probably at the time i still had what? those uh uh twins from uh, cobra that, that were like mirror yeah. images of each other so that's what i thought they were doing like pretty much right and off the i bat. already
4: knew I thought they were the same person because they look so much alike. So and
1: that's why in the last movie, I was like, you need to pay attention and really understand yeah. that birthmark because it does become a very big part of the next movie. And a lot of people miss that because they don't draw enough attention to it, or even actually straight yeah. out state that that's who he is. And they change his name, like you mm-hmm. know, because they just decide that his name is now Nubbins and he was never called Nubbins in the other movies. So it gets yeah. a little confusing.
4: Yeah, we we finally learned some more names in this one because yeah. you
1: don't ever get names
4: in the first one.
1: Not really. You just get like the cook, the cook, Leatherface, the hitchhiker,
4: Leatherface. Yeah, that's it.
1: And the hitchhiker actually says Leatherface to Leatherface, and that's how we know it's yes, his name. Yes, exactly.
4: But either way, I mean, good times. Uh, so uh, with with all of that happening, we see this dead body holding the chainsaw. Um, the one guy tries to get a shot off. He does, and it kind of clips the body. Falls, and we see Leatherface holding the chainsaw. He's carving up the car, at one point he carves so close, and then the passenger looks at the driver whose head, part of his head starts shifting off because it's gotten chainsawed, blood everywhere, car crashes. So, the next day, we see Dennis motherfucking Hopper checking out the cr- the crash scene, and that's our next clip. Lieutenant
7: Enright, sir. We heard you might be headed this way. uh, did you come home for the big game? You know why I'm here. Yes, there's something about chainsaw killers your brother's kids killed, but that was 14 years That's ago, sir, way down in South Texas. Now, these are other kids. This is just an accident. Just a couple of wild punks out raising hell. Yep. One of those boys so wild, sought his own head off going 90 mile per hour. <laughs> hell. Hell's exactly what they raised. Uh, I know, sir, that information's off the record. You know, sir, this is always a pretty hairy weekend for Dallas. Whole lot of folks come to town and don't give a damn about football. You know, they just want to go blood-crazy for a few... riot. You know what riot means? You were a ranger. Can't hardly keep them down by law, and if if you go around promoting this chainsaw... Trying to
6: speak plain. Saves time. Oh.
7: I have authority from the DA's office to put you right back on the next plane to Amarillo. Will you just do that, son? I'd like to see that authority. All right, Lieutenant Enright, what's your deal? All right. I'm ask some questions. Put it in the press. Get it in the news. Any information about this accident? and maybe uh, some witnesses. Yes, sir. I I know some old boys at the paper. We'll get your story out for you. Brazos. Brazos.
6: Brazos! Remember the Alamo, cowboy?
3: You
2: need a witness? I'm a witness. Uh, This Mercedes, I think I was talking to those kids when it happened. No way was that an accident.
6: You saw it.
2: No, but I heard it. You can listen. It's here on tape. Regulations. We got to record all the call-ins. End of the night, we wiped the tapes, but I kept this one just because it just got to me.
7: We got. I didn't know exactly what I heard, but I read your story, and I think what you're looking for is on this tape.
6: You can slow it down now.
2: Um, you're just a joke in this morning's paper. Uh, cowboy chases chainsaws, fourteen years. Dallas police refuse comment like you're, you know, hung up on, on something crazy. But I believe you. I might be the only believer you got because it's right here. What is right on here? Those kids getting killed. Now, this is evidence, sort of, right?
7: Yeah, it's time for you to go home. No, wait Come a on. minute,
2: wait a minute, wait a minute, look. I came here because I thought I could help you. I DJ this dumb show on KO Club in Burke Burnett, but people listen to me all across North Texas Now I could put you on the radio, get people to believe you, get you some help.
6: You're gonna get in my way. Don't you get in my way.
2: No, I am already right in the middle of this. This is my chance to stop playing headbanging music and do something real.
6: Well, I don't need anybody to stand with me, all right? You can't do it alone. <sighs> I got a perfect willingness to die. That gives me a moral on this bunch of mad dogs. They live on fear. They thrive on it.
7: I ain't got no fear left.
1: All right, since that was a very condensed uh, amount of story in the clip there, uh, and yeah. there's a sequence where when she goes to Lefty's room to... There's a
4: there's a party happening. You can hear the hooting and hollering. Right.
1: Um. As she's walking towards Lefty's room, she goes past a bunch of cowboys that are kind of like coming at her drunkenly a little bit and like raising a ruckus. And yeah. there's a guy walking with like a horned hat that looks like it has like the, the soda dis- like or like the beer dispenser hat kind of thing, but it has horns on it. And he's got two kids cans of Dr. Pepper in the hat, and he's got another one in his hand, and the cowboys throw something at him, and he throws a can of Dr. Pepper back at them. That dude is Toby Hooper, the director of the film. That was his little cameo. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's why I had to bring that up.
4: <laughs> that's awesome. There you go. Well, after all of this, Stretch comes down, obviously very angry that uh, she she you know is not going to be able to help, that he didn't take her seriously, and she meets LG, and they go cover a chili cook-off. Uh, that's kind of inaugurated into the big game atmosphere and who should win the Killy cook off but our bar our cook the barbecue man from the first texas shaysaw massacre movie his name is drayton sawyer uh, they fill the cup full of chili, and a woman like is eating a piece of it, and he's talking about how you know, what's, what makes the chili best, it's the meat. It's all about the meat, and he, they get the best meat here in northern Texas.
1: Don't skimp the lady, on the meat.
4: Don't skimp on the meat. And that's and what I love about this part. town. They love meat. <laughs> she pulls out what we can all see is a tooth, and he says it's just a hard peppercorn. That's one of them there, sh- hard-shell peppercorns. They keep missing teeth in the fucking food, man. I mean, it can't be that hard. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's all just gross. And that actually ends our very first 20 minutes. So we meet Drayton. Uh, Yep. It's all about the meat. Everyone in this town
1: loves meat. Okay. we You, ne- you neglected um some LG moments that are near and dear to my heart in this.
4: Uh, were you building the fry?
1: Yeah. So she comes. she's pissed off and she's huffy and she comes stamping back and stomps over to the table where LG is patiently waiting for her with the recorder ready to go for the equipment and s- just basically storms up and then shouts hard ass, basically yeah. like she's yelling at LG and then mm-hmm. s- huffily sits down and LG goes, hard ass? No, well, maybe a little bit, but I got a soft heart. Yeah, made oh, your a yeah, little yeah, fry yeah. house, darling. Like he's just so trying to cheer her up and like, look at this little fry house I made. Isn't this cute? And being so sweet to her. And she actually, for a moment, he totally disarms her and she's like, oh, LG. You know? Oh, uh, LG. She like instantly feels better just because he made her a little fry house and called her. Yeah. Northern. yeah yep. <laughs> then the cook-off thing happens they do the recording and so part of the rivalry is it's actually oklahoma goes head-to-head with texas in a chili cook-off to see who will win
4: that's right and northern texas wins
1: again thanks to drayton sawyer's secret recipe which is soylent green yes and, and then their hard shell peppercorns. Uh, <laughs> the Jim Seidel, the actor delivering the that dialogue. I mean, I, I am so trying not to do this, but like I want to quote almost every fucking moment in this film. Like that he's sp- in. Yeah. Well Jim Seidel specifically, I am want to quote yeah. everything that he says, but there's so many things where like Dennis Hopper talking, you know, like the the you I'm glad you clipped it where the guy's like, you're not, you know, you're gonna have to get out of town. And he's like, I'd like to see you try and make me. <laughs>
4: I, I had to clip Dennis Hopper, and I yeah. clip a good amount of what this guy talks about later on, which I think is a pretty funny, iconic part. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I just love the fact that we already know that he is the cook from the last movie. We already know yeah. what's in his chili. That's winning. And yeah. the way he just says that, where he's just like this, you know, the, the secret is the meat. Don't skimp on the meat. We have the best meat, you know? And yeah. it's just like, that's what I love about this place. This, this town, this town loves meat, And he's just like super excited and like really happy to be serving people, other people and winning competitions, doing it like yeah. the, the sadistic glee with which he does. Delivers that speech is so. And yet later
4: on, it feels like it's
1: not sadistic to him; it's business. Yeah, it is business. He's glad to win for business, but he also really gets off on knowing that he is feeding people other people and they're rewarding him for it. Like, he can't help it. You could see it in his eyes in this.
4: Yeah. Oh, God. Because you remember, this is the same guy
1: that was telling, you know, Marilyn Burns character that everything's going to be okay as he's poking her with a broken broom handle to torment her. Everything's
4: going to be all right. Everything's fine. Yeah,
1: he's shifted his sadistic glee into watching other people enjoy cannibalism without knowing it. Like, he loves that shit. And this first twenty minutes is a great build-up for that. It lays out all the characters. We know that Franklin and Sally were the niece and nephew of Dennis Hopper's character. We know yeah. that he is a ranger, right? So he basically has like carte blanche to do a lot of shit that he probably shouldn't be able to get away with, and yeah. he's got a vendetta against this family for obvious reasons. It all is laid out right in front of us. And let's just talk and about. Has,
4: and he has pretty much a death wish. He, he doesn't fear death.
1: Let's just talk. About Now, the reason that I picked the No One Wants to Live Forever to play from Oingo Boingo is because of this scene that's the opening of the film. This scene where the chainsaw attacks the car is such a wonderful sequence. They actually do like this call to like almost this Japanese style puppetry where they would hide or cloak the puppeteer in all black and then have the puppets be really bright colors and then have a black background and they would use like rods or various things like that to do this puppeteering. They're doing a call to that where Leatherface faces all dressed in black to make it look like nubbins is doing this just because it's like that much more scary for them and essentially what they're trying to do is cause a car crash just to kill these guys just because of what they did that's all yeah because
4: yeah they they did they played chicken with them
1: yeah they we we did neglect to say that but that was one of the things that they did they ran chopped off off the chop top
4: off the (laughs) that's why they didn't bother trying to take any meat from those
1: guys (laughs) (laughs) right this was just pure vengeance because they fucked with him at the wrong time and they're just coming back for them and the reason they did it on the bridge specifically to make it look like it was an accident but you will probably notice as the film goes on chop top and Bubba are not that smart yeah Well, yeah of course not and this is clearly some thrill seeking behavior but as far as like a slasher movie opening to introduce you to what was going to be your killer like your main dude that you're supposed to be like connecting with is the main baddie like a Freddy or a Jason what they're doing with Leatherface where they're trying to turn him into that style slasher there's yeah. no better way to give you a hard sell than to have him Puppeteering his brother's corpse and chainsaw a car standing on the edge of the back of that Chevy truck. He's yeah. he's not like he's not like standing in the bed. He's standing up on the edge of the truck and chainsawing that car like it's nothing while puppeteering his brother's corpse.
4: Yeah. That's fucking yeah, it's, amazing. It's fucking awesome. I love the beginning scene. <laughs>
1: yeah. I and then the the head chop still looks amazing. There's some things that now when I see it not on VHS or DVD and it's actually upconverted. To HD, like on Blu-ray or above, um, there's some of the effects that are not as effective for me. And this is Tom Savini's stuff, so it's really hard to say that. There's some oh, things. Wow. There's some things that like you can really tell and you can really see where. Um, Not necessarily the makeup was rushed, but like they just didn't have the depth or anything that they needed for some of the cuts and things. And um, this sequence, though, where the head comes off and then the blood spurts out as Bill Moseley is screaming, that is probably one of the finest severed head chunks. To the way that it slides off. Yeah, I love that. that, Yeah, the actor is just twitching, like you can tell, like his brain's misfiring and stuff. The way that they set it up, the way they delivered it, and the way the effect looks—that's incredible. It's not the absolute best effect that shows up in the movie. But it is definitely something that grabs your attention right off the bat. And like I said, it may have been 13 years, but this intro, by the time we get to the point where they do the killing just to kind of keep our attention and wet our appetites... And then we see the investigation of it afterwards and we're introduced to Lefty. And let's talk a little bit about Caroline Williams' stretch. Oh, yeah. Wow. Major crush on her for a large portion of my life. Yeah, she is incredible. She is one of the better people to go up against this family. And it's really sad that they didn't get her back for like bigger roles in the other films, although she does show up later on in the series and we'll talk about that um, very shortly. You know, it's just more or less like just another cameo which is totally if that's all that they were wanting to do that's fine you know but like i really love stretch and the journey that she has as being someone who wants to do the right thing and basically getting sucked through a portal to hell like like what happened to sally Hardesty, right yeah (laughs) and like how she comes out the other side of it you know it's just a really interesting journey and i think she really has to carry this film because dennis hopper's doing his own thing and he's in his own movie from here on out and we're about to get into it because like it does not feel like dennis hopper and this movie were ever really together it just somehow got cut together that dennis hopper ended up in the movie
4: he just showed up to set one day and said all right guys (laughs) what do i do
1: he sent the pile of coke that Tobey hooper had around and came for it like a Hooper vacuum yeah
4: (laughs) all right well we start the next 20 minutes so Dennis Hopper, he pulls up to a chainsaw store, drops some cash on the table, takes one big chainsaw and two smaller ones. And he practices on a goddamn log, beating the fuck out of it. And that was the first coke coked out mission there.
1: Not all of that was actually Dennis Hopper swinging it. That chain wasn't really moving, and all those pieces were pre-sawed. You could actually see where some of them moved when Hopper put put the chainsaw on top of it and broke a couple of them free. Uh, but once you see it at the far angles, when the chunks are coming out and the way they keep cutting to the guy that owns the store going, Oh, hell, look at that. that. Still an incredible fucking sequence. And once again, this is what it's like to watch a horror movie on Coke folks. That's what it feels like is what you're seeing here. This this terror, this bewilderment, and this confusion as to why Dennis Hopper is doing all of this other than to take on the family. Yeah, you're going to have to get used to that. Pretty
4: much, yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So, uh, later on, he meets up with Stretch and tells her to play that tape on the air. Keep playing it. And he knows that the killers are in the area and will force police to actually start working with him. Um, so that whole day she starts playing it, much to the chagrin of just about everyone else. She's getting a lot of people angry at her. So, uh, well, that's, that's just too fucking bad. So, um, uh, but, uh, hey, you know, what are you gonna do? Uh. (laughs) That's uh, that's on them. So
1: well, people obviously don't want to hear that on the radio. It's really, really horrible. The the sounds of those two guys being chainsawed. The only reason that I enjoyed is because I thoroughly hate them both, and I'm glad that that happened to them as characters. But like, obviously, people are gonna be upset about it. But she, I love how LG's like, darling, people are really pissed, and she's like, LG, people complain about their requests all the time. In the logs, it's officially a request. And that's what we're yeah. playing it for. And I love yep. the way that she skirts the rules. Like, it's like, you Pretty go. much. Fucking brilliant. That's
4: really great. I know. I love it. Drayton is driving his car. He's celebrating getting his win when he gets a call on the phone in the truck, or in this van. And it's the boys telling him to turn on the radio. He does. He listens to the murder, and he's pissed. And he tells the boys to fucking fix it. Well, that night, after LG leaves, Stretch gets a visit from Chop Top, and that is our next clip.
3: No, but, but, yeah, but, whoa! So this is Radioland, huh? The infinite turtle, the, the waves through the ether fuzz roll on forever. Roar! Can't close that. Hi, I know what you're thinking. This is weird, huh, but I can handle it. <laughs> you no? Know? You're my fave. <laughs> Me and Bubba, my little brother, We listen to you every night. Music is my life. You know, you're my fave, but but I get too embarrassed to phone in my request. It's too disembodied, you know. But uh, now that we're here in in flesh and blood, I I could maybe make a request and and it'd still count, huh?
2: uh sure. Mm Hmm?
3: Well, yeah. what about, uh, uh Iron Butterfly? <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh in a Vita de Gata baby? Oh, it's heavy. You know, uh, I- I've never been to a radio station before. Do uh, you think you could do me a tour, huh?
2: Tour? <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm, sure. But seriously, quick. And it ends at the exit sign. Oh, boy, okay, yeah, sure. Okay, your tour, here's your tour, here's your tour. Here's a lamp.
3: Yeah, hey, a lamp.
2: Here's a typewriter. Ooh. Rubber man.
3: uh uh-huh. rubber man, I like him. Armadillo. Oh.
2: Here's Mr. Shark.
3: Oh, Mr. Shark.
2: <laughs> here's some flowers. Rolodex. Yeah. There's a lamp. Oh, okay. and there's the exit sign to her shopper.
3: E X I <laughs> good night. Oh, oh, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.
2: Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hey, what about my request? You know, <laughs> that lefty request record that you you honked out today? I love that. Let's see. <laughs> what was it anyway, the... the Rambo 3 Soundtrack <laughs> Could I play it again Sure would like it Maybe I could get a copy And, and you Could autograph it To uh, a, a far out
2: Fan
3: <laughs> hey, What's in here
2: Record vault
3: Oh, will you keep the golden oldies?
4: <laughs> <laughs> and just at that moment, Leatherface breaks out in a pretty good jump scare right out of the record vault. Uh, and uh, But uh, before we get into more of that, it should be noted this entire time Choppedub's doing that. He's got a wig on. And he scratches. He lights his a coat hanger on fire. He lights a coat hanger, warms it up, scratches his head, and then keeps eating it. Um. So that's fucking weird.
1: Can we talk about Chop Top and how he ended up in the film real quick? Go ahead. Okay. After Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there was a. I don't know if it was a student film or just like a. It was a short film that was named The Texas Chainsaw Manicure, and (laughs) they needed a hitchhiker and they needed someone to look and act exactly like the Hitchhiker, because they were doing sort of a parody of Mm -hmm. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so they needed someone to look and act like the Hitchhiker in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Enter an actor named Bill Mosley. He has a wig and there's actually, it's a special feature on one of the DVDs that I've actually seen this film with him in it, and he does a damn near spot-on impression of the actor doing that character as the Hitchhiker. Yeah, he really does. When they decide to make this movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, Toby Hooper saw this and was like, I'm going to get this guy. He's perfect. They were going to do a thing where um, they were going to bring back the original guy who played the hitchhiker, and then they were going to make them literally twin brothers. But something didn't work out with that. I'm not exactly sure how, and I don't want to drag that up in the drama, but because Toby Hooper had seen that, he's like, well, I'll just get that guy from the Texas Chainsaw Manicure. (laughs) enter Bill Mosley. They tweak it around a little bit. They make him the brother. They give him the metal plate. They shave his head. They do all the fake teeth and all that kind of stuff to make some like Chop Top be Chop Top. And he turns it into this brand new character who just is supposed to be the brother. But they don't go in to explain any of this. They don't tell you any of that. You just have to figure it out that he's a vet from all the stuff that he says with what happens with right now when Leatherface pops out with the jump scare. Yeah, pretty much.
4: All right, so he jumps out, and actually, you see a bunch of sparks fly because it looks like Leatherface, because Stretch is able to dodge, hits Chop Top right in his head. So, uh, she yeah, she runs up the stairs, he chases her, and uh, she closes like this metal door that locks that's to her studio. And so, Leatherface is trying to hit it with the chainsaw, but he's not really getting in. So at this point, uh, then we see Chop Top, he gets up and he says, you asshole, you knocked off my Sunny Bono wig. And we see a large metal plate and we see what he's been doing as he lights his hanger on fire, scratches some meat off his head and eats it because he's fucking, he's fucked up and he likes
1: human flesh. Including his own. (laughs) Toby Hooper's original idea for this was where the metal plate was exposed. He had heard something about someone could give themselves an orgasm who had a metal plate in the head after like some kind of an injury by touching like, you know, just like a warm piece of metal to the metal part of the plate that was still somewhat exposed and they would have an orgasm. And it was something that they just did. Yeah. So that was going to be the idea that he was like this orgasm junkie. But so he's touching it and he's scraping it along the plate because it's, you know, it feels good. And that's why he's making those weird faces and doing all of that. But then he mm-hmm. just so happened to be scraping off a little extra skin while he's doing it in a couple of scenes and then he grabs the end of it and then eats it. But the idea isn't he's just auto cannibalizing per se. The idea is he's fucking making himself come in front of everybody constantly and auto cannibalizing himself. God damn. That's hardcore. Yeah. When I heard that on the commentary, I was like, uh, and now everyone else has to deal with that information.
4: (laughs) Now everyone else has to live with that as well. (laughs) Congratulations.
1: Right. Like Hooper was talking about that on the commentary and I'm like, Jesus
4: Christ, what an idea. Yeah. Holy cow. That's fucking amazing. Well, (laughs) if I
1: had a metal plate and I could do that, I probably would be constantly doing that too. Including
4: the auto-cannibalizing yourself? Maybe not. All right. (laughs) Depends upon how hungry Um, I am. So anyway, um, so then LG comes back after grabbing some sodas. And this is indeed uh, going to be weird. And I will bring it up later why (laughs) this is weird. Um, But he comes back after getting sodas. And he gets jumped by CT, who hammers him. And this is where we get the scene, incoming mail. That is something we use for when our listeners send in a uh, uh, mail and shit. You go incoming mail. and He keeps hammering them just right in the face and CT or LG's, you know, quivering. It's a fucking horrendous scene.
3: Time for incoming mail.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, The one sequence where he hits him in the forehead really, really hard and he just automatically spits because that's a reaction that happens sometimes with brain damage. And Uh we do see LG like hawking loogies quite a bit, but he spits the same way. That is where it really gets kind of grotesque for me because like, having that automatic reflex that you can't control and the way that the actor portrays that. And the guy who plays LG, every time he takes a hit to the head, the way that he contorts his face and the way that he looks and the more blood that they spread on him, this scene is just really hard to take because he just keeps fucking hitting him, And if they cut away from it to give you some respite to go watch uh, Stretch being chased around by Leatherface you yeah. still fucking come back to it a couple minutes later and he's still banging on his head and yelling shit at him with this tiny little hammer and he loves how long it's taken. He's having a great blast doing oh, this. He
4: loves it. It's it's the funniest, funnest time to him right now. And he
1: keeps saying so. like Ho Chi Man Trail incoming mail and just yeah. hitting the guy over and over again and it's so Ugh. fucking grotesque.
4: Yeah, Stretch is kind of like hiding out in another room, and this is where I think it's weird. In this other room, there's a whole tub of ice-cold sodas. Oh, that's Just kind of... I thought it was What So coffee. why did LG I, have to I, leave for drinks?
1: I thought he went to go get coffee for him, like, because they wanted something uh, warm, maybe.
4: I don't know, man. It's fucking weird, though. Anyway... Leatherface busts through the wall and kind of corners her. But for some reason, he he gets a connection with her. He he, he enjoys her, for lack of a better word. Likes her face. Her legs are
1: spread when she's sitting in the tub screaming, and he's already pumping at her with a chainsaw. He's horny. That's all. Bubba's horny. That's all it is.
4: So Bubba freaks out a bit and then just leaves. The two, he comes down and tells, he confirms. He doesn't the top just top, freak out. No, no, her.
1: hang on. He doesn't just freak oh, out okay. a little bit. Yeah, he starts fucking the tub with the chainsaw. All right, pure yeah. and simple. Right. Then the chainsaw stalls out on him. She asks how mad he is at her, like yeah. a bunch. Then he puts the chainsaw at her crotch and rubs it around her leg like he would be doing his cock. <laughs> Essentially, she's like, you know, oh, you're not very mad at me or, or whatever. And then she asks him how yeah. good he is with it. She's. It's basically like he's. Replacing his cock with the chainsaw for sex, and then he goes to start the chainsaw by doing a very serious, violent jerk off motion. It fires up, and he basically bukakis the room with chainsaw attacks to get her screaming and to make his brother think that he killed her so that yeah. he can let her live. Like, that whole entire sequence is like multiple levels of what the fuck that we can't just like cross over and say he freaks a little bit out yeah can't do that <laughs> it's insane it's fucking sexually suggestive and really weird and like borderline deeply pornographic what he's doing with that chainsaw
4: it's again i mean for lack of a better word it's just a movie induced on cocaine
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that scene particularly yeah
4: yeah 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 Yeah. 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 so <laughs> the two decide to leave And they take LG's body because it's got a lot of good meat on it, according to Chop Top. And they pick it up and they walk out of the studio and that ends that 20 minutes. So, kind of an action-packed 20 minutes there.
1: Alright, so, we went through a lot of what was going on there, and I really, like, because you can't you can not not talk about it when it was happening, particularly whenever, you know, you, you sidestep some of that stuff that was probably a little uncomfortable for you to talk about there, but yeah. the first 20 minutes and then this 20 minutes, this sequence, it is definitely ratcheted up at this point, and it just continues to get more intense. Like, you don't get a moment to take a breath between hammer hits on poor LG who just, just refuses to fucking die, no matter yeah. how many times they hit him in The head. He just is somehow still fucking alive. And then Leatherface has this whole weird sexual awakening thing that you have to witness, where like he's really into Caroline Williams. And I can't really say I blame him. You know? Yeah,
4: I mean, not really. Hey, listen, if you're gonna have a thing this
1: is the thing. <laughs> it's not an it's not that bad of a thing to have <laughs> if you're going to yeah. have a thing for someone. I I totally understand you here leatherface. So, he then betrays the family for what we're assuming is the very first time ever. And this may be one of the things that Gunnar Hansen had a problem with because I think the way that Gunnar always played it was he literally would do anything his family told him and that's it. Yeah. And so much. he probably wouldn't go head over heels for a girl cuz he probably doesn't even have that kind of understanding. The way that he was being portrayed in that film. So maybe there was some creative issues on top of the money as well that he didn't want to do some of this stuff. Who who really knows? Uh, But it's in this sequence that the actor who is playing Leatherface kind of wins me over. Because the guy gives zero fucks about anything other than just trying to make Leatherface as skeezy and creepy as fuck. Like, he's a more grown-up and sexually awakened Leatherface with a chainsaw fetish. And it's really hard to watch. And it's really insane. And you pretty much feel like you're on some kind of weird altered substance watching that shit happen.
4: <laughs> yeah, so we start the next 20 minutes uh, Stretch finds them leaving in their truck And so she follows him Saying that Lefty was supposed to be here But, you know, he isn't So uh, she follows him to like almost like an old Not so much an amusement park But almost like an old Kind of like Civil War reenactment Or old West reenactment type
1: park thing well they had like a paul Bunyan, and then they had like this archway that was like um like like a skeletal bone uh archway thing that looked like it was supposed to be like an ox back yeah you know or something like that like i yeah. thought it, i thought it was like a paul Bunyan or one of those like tall tales kind of ad, not necessarily adventure lands but like a theme park for kids but it didn't have rides because they did have those where they would yeah, have slides and you know that's like what i'm big thinking. statues and things it was like a theme park kind of thing like a roadside attraction theme park, and it looked like it was orientated towards uh Paul Bunyan. Is my yeah. guess. I I don't know what else to describe it as other than that, because it's clearly dilapidated. It's clearly been like abandoned for an extremely long time, and clearly no one that is a sane person has gone near this in ages. Yeah. But it's out in the middle of nowhere anyway. Right. The highway probably moved away from it, and that's probably why it went out of business. Yeah. So she gets
4: out of her car, starts walking around, and all of a sudden she sees a car pulling up behind her. She freaks, she runs, and eventually we see that it's Lefty. And he gets out of the car, but she standing there falls through a trap. Now she's hanging on, and Lefty comes up and apologizes, saying that he did he was using her to to follow this group. So then at that point. Um, he tries to use a, a human arm that's just all bone for her to climb up, but she falls even further down.
1: Um, that seems like the dumbest maneuver that he yeah. would have thought of. You think that a ranger would have some fucking rope in his car, something or he try to handle so like one minded. Yeah. Or he try to handle her handle like hand her a belt or something but like grabbing a corpse arm and trying to use a corpse arm for leverage anybody would be able to tell you that thing's gonna break on you it seems like a real obvious ploy that they just threw in to the film to make this happen yeah pretty much (laughs) you know what i mean i mean it's still fucking cool don't get me wrong but like this is one of the things where i'm like uh, all right man you didn't really think that one out for sure (laughs) yeah
4: so anyway um uh, she falls, and you can tell it's kind of a trap. She falls in through this slide, keeps falling through floors. Well, he then goes back to his trunk. And he knows it's time, so he fucking grabs a shit ton of, he grabs all his chainsaws. He's got a pretty good setup on his body uh, with some straps and stuff with where the chainsaws are. He even has Part- extra
1: chains. Like, he's going to have the time to change out the chains if he needs to, like, on right. that outfit. Like, it's really decked out, like, trying to be, like, the ultimate badass Texan going after the chainsaw yeah. massacre crowd.
4: So, he eventually goes, he enters in the place, uh, like, in the caverns. Um,
1: screaming it, his ass off the entire screaming time.
4: Screaming his ass off. And then he sees blood coming from the walls. So he kind of knocks on the walls and guts just start falling out of it. It's
1: an awful pit. Like he broke open yeah. the wall of an awful pit and it just keeps mm-hmm. going. And it's just fucking gross and cool.
4: So uh, he freaks out. It just starts yelling. He's going to tear it down, tear it down. And he starts chainsawing everything. <laughs> so then we cut to back to stretch and she has fallen into what is... Can be only be called the body pit. Uh, just tons of dead bodies around. And all the guys come into the room, but they can't really see her. She's behind something. And they're all talking about, we got, they've got to cut them up, get them cut up, cause it's time to eat all that. So Leatherface starts cutting up LG. Uh, we see like strips of skin coming off. Yeah, we they know chose
1: LG because yeah. they could cut him like bacon. It's like for a breakfast thing. And they called him s- like, a, like a soft belly or something like yeah. that or pork belly or something like that like is what, you know, sweet belly or something like that. And he says start carving it and slice him thick or something like that. And so they picked LG because he's got a little extra weight on him and they can make him taste like bacon. Pretty much.
4: Yeah. So uh, they uh, they take everything off and and uh, he starts taking stuff off, and all of a sudden, Stretch backs into something and makes a noise, and Leatherface finds her. He starts freaking out, and Dayton comes in, and he goes, what are you doing back there? What are you playing with back there? And Leatherface shows him that he had taken off LG's face. And he goes, oh, okay, never mind. Well, get to cutting up then, because he was like, oh, he's just fucking playing with a new face. And so then... He, he he leaves, and Stretch is somewhat trying to flirt with Leatherface to be like, "Hey, come on, you gotta let me go." Well, he puts LG's face on her, and then puts the hat on her, and starts dancing with her. And as he's dancing with her, all of a sudden the place starts to crumble a bit because of what Dennis Hopper's doing.
1: <laughs> so then, all the while you can faintly hear him screaming "Bury the Devil" in the background, and no one yeah. else seems concerned about any of that.
4: They all are so preoccupied
1: with their own shit that
4: yeah i mean and this is how far gone you'll see how far gone they are later with what reality is and what people find acceptable anyway uh he leatherface ties her up and leaves the room and she is trying to get out of it when all of a sudden a very much still alive LG wakes up with no face and chunks of skin missing. Court, please talk about this.
1: Uh, did you get a high definition print for me or did you get the DVD release? Because I I, I'm wondering if you saw it and like what I saw it.
4: I, I think I just got the DVD release.
1: Okay. The facial structure, the way that that is all scraped away, very believable, mm-hmm. looks great, but they shot too close and at the wrong angle for the ribs in quite a few scenes where LG is walking up to her because Uh, at a certain angle like there's enough shadow and it makes it look like you can see in but there's a few shots where he turns directly into the light and you can see everything in the makeup and you can even see blood smeared on his skin in certain spots that is like trying to cover up the seam and stuff and it just doesn't quite work and it it, you lose the reality (laughs) there because the ribs are like like they try to do meat rib things where they didn't quite go that deep but there wasn't enough musculature in it and they just turned too much to the light and for the longest time I thought this was the most amazing effect ever because I'd always seen it on, you know, DVD and VHS and everything like that. Sometimes seeing things more clearly can kind of destroy what you love about I, stuff.
4: I guess it sucks cuz I I thought it looked good. I thought it was pretty fucking cool looking.
1: Yeah, I'm don't get me wrong, for the longest time I thought I was seeing something in this effect that I wasn't. So what I'm trying to say and what I'm trying to describe is after years of thinking I was seeing something so detailed and so had so much depth and like you could see the guts underneath the ribs and all this kind of stuff that my brain thought I was seeing and then seeing it clearly enough to realize that it was just a skin defect and there was some musculature, but not a lot. And they clearly needed to be further back because there's a couple of sequences where he's LG standing further back and it looks incredible and it's gross. When he first gets up, super gross because they have it lit right in the shadows and everything. But when he steps forward and he starts swiping at her, you can see like a bunch of seams in the makeup and you can kind of tell where like his actual skin is underneath some of the effect and it kind of ruins it and it broke my heart. And I can't now unsee it even when he stands up. I can see it all. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. But I still love it. It's- It still looks great don't get me wrong these are just you know someone that's watched this way too many goddamn times and over analyzes everything that happens in it but it still looks incredible and lg like the leg skinning is amazing and the the part on his arm that's coming off is so fucking good it's very detailed yeah it's just that the ribs you could tell like they needed him to be able to move to do the stuff that he was doing so they had to pull back on some of that makeup because it wouldn't have worked and they just they they had it torn the light too much (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> especially when he's trying to do the thing where he's cutting her loose. Um, you were talking about he puts LG's face on her and she tries to stop him from doing it. And what he's yeah. trying to do is hide her, because if, if she just lays there with that face like that, she'll just look like a corpse and they'll ignore her. And that's yeah, exactly that's what he's trying to communicate to her. Or at least that's how I took it. And then um, to calm her down, he decides he wants to dance with her. And then also, I think for his own pleasure, he wants to dance with her while she's dressed like that. And he's like kind of making her his bride
4: in that moment. I believe you are very correct, or at least his girlfriend.
1: Yeah, something uh, just really weird, really disturbing, and I think she actually falls into their um their cold storage for the meat, like for their flash chill area for the meat, because it's yeah. they're they're underground, so they don't have to pay for freezers. That's why yeah that exactly. Deep. But I mean, it seemed pretty warm in there to me. But <laughs> even still, right? Like maybe this room was the smoking room where all the yeah, or, or it was. It, I think it's the cutting room. Yeah, it could be. But it's
4: where he, where. Where he hacks up. Maybe not they don't store them there. Maybe that's where all the meat's ready to be hacked up and then it's stored elsewhere once it's cut.
1: Yeah, the logic on how their food processing plant underground here works is very Alice in Wonderland and you just kind of have to like not really think too hard about it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because it will make your head hurt.
4: Yeah. Badass, it says, you know, fuck, I'm pretty fucked up, but he's able to get a knife and able to get it together enough to cut her loose he falls in and, and and finally passes away and she replaces his face onto his own face and that ends that 20 minutes
1: do you remember the last words out of his mouth before he dies uh
4: what did he say like,
1: something along the lines of i'm falling apart or i'm going to pieces on you darling
4: oh yeah i'm falling apart on you <laughs> it's like oof even in his Lucky. death,
1: he's more concerned with trying to protect and take care of stress. He's than a legitimately
4: himself. a good dude. Yeah. LG And she even I would says she even you, says oh, LG is the only
1: good person in this film.
4: Yeah. She even says, Oh, LG, I love you. You know, as she cries and mourns over his body.
1: Yeah, he's such a good dude. And, like, I feel like everybody should aspire to be just a little bit more like LG. I agree. May he rest in peace. (laughs) May he rest in pieces. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he will, given where he is. But still, man. Yeah, it still breaks my heart all the time to watch LG die. Like, the last thing that he does, even after he's all skinned alive and beaten to shit right before he dies as he makes sure he cuts her loose so she can escape and then says i'm going to pieces on you darling and that's his final words Pretty much, yep. Oh, man, what a great fucking 20 minutes. And it just, Dennis Hopper's running around everywhere. They keep cutting back to him, coked out of his fucking mind, screaming Barry the Devil. There's certain points when I'm like, is he even supposed to be doing any of this? Like, what the fuck is going on with Dennis (laughs) Hopper? Right. What's what's he actually supposed to be doing? Um, I'm like, are those actual support beams he's chainsawing through? Is somebody checking (laughs) him for the method going a little too far here?
4: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm legitimately "Um, concerned about I'm not
1: supposed to be doing that, dude. I'm legitimately concerned about everyone's safety when Dennis Hopper is carrying a chainsaw in this film.
4: I agree. And I think everyone should be <laughs>
1: like, I'm legit scared. Every time he's on screen with a chainsaw, he's more terrifying and fucked up than these cannibal freaks.
4: Yeah. Right. They're all like, Hey man, at least we practice safety with these things. Jesus.
1: Yeah. He's literally like he said, I've got nothing left to fear. I'm doing this to die. Like he's got the revenge, right? He's, yeah. He doesn't, he's digging one he more grave have... for himself.
4: Yeah, exactly. You don't care about death. So, you know, yay us. Um. <laughs> So anyway, we start the next 20 minutes. She's able to leave the room and we the all three they're watching their place fall apart and they're all freaking out right into different areas. Uh she kind of keeps going through like these tunnels but keeps coming back to the main area. And she keeps she has a lot of close calls, especially with Chop Top. Almost seeing her a few times. But uh she's able to evade them for the most part until at one point she runs into a tube. And all three see her run into the tube. And so they're like, did you see that? And Leatherface tries to say, he didn't say anything. And he's like, of course you saw that. Go catch that. It's probably the person who's wrecking our stuff. It's a spy. Go go catch her. Uh, so uh, then we cut back into Dennis Hopper tearing shit up. And he finds... A sk- the skeletal remains in a wheelchair, and he finds Franklin. Um, so uh, he has a moment with Franklin, telling him he doesn't have to be scared anymore, and <laughs> he'll take care of this.
1: Oh, we. And- you, you need to mention too, while Chop Top is there, and everybody's like trying to figure out what's going on. Chop Top is yeah. losing his mind, screaming Nomland, shooting yeah. off a fire extinguisher, carrying Nubbins around with him.
4: I don't think he had much of a mind to lose anyway, but yeah, he's just, he just fucking, he No, I I think
1: this is him him when he's home. This is just him relaxing.
4: Exactly. (laughs) Much like the hitchhiker chop top. Is a more of a, a a nuisance to Drayton, who only keeps him around to help Leatherface kill and get more meat for him.
1: Yeah, he's much more manic than even his brother, because yeah. at least his brother oh, yeah. settles down eventually.
4: Eventually,
1: but yeah, no, Chop Top is nothing but manic. I think he's hardwired on because of the, the metal plate in his head, and yeah, uh, and also know. probably numb. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, he's having flashbacks and his PTSD with some of it, and then the other yeah. part of it is I think he really likes this metal plate in his head because of what he can make himself do because of it so he just keeps messing with
4: it. yeah you're not wrong so uh so after he says you know he starts tearing up a lot more shit going a lot more crazier Dennis Hopper is after finding uh, uh Franklin's body uh Stretch gets to that area she even sees Franklin's body and then here's here's Dennis Hopper's chainsaw going fucking crazy and she thinks it's fucking, uh, Leatherface. So she turns and runs the other way. Um, and then Leatherface runs out right in front of her. So she runs away from him. And we kind of get a lot of running back and forth here. And then, uh, she kind of, she's running almost what will be right towards Dennis Hopper, but he brings down an entire wall in front of her, trapping her. And Leatherface and the rest of the guys catch up to her. And that's our final clip.
8: Here, idiot. Get out of here. Who's this? I get it. Are you the saboteur that's fucking up our house? (laughs) Trying to put me out of business? Thousands of dollars lost. You got that kind of money? No, it's the DJ, my (laughs) fave. That dirty
3: thing told me you boys got her. Well, yeah, Uh, Leatherface killed her once already tonight. But look, she's red-faced. Bubba's been playing with her. Bubba likes her. Bubba's got a girlfriend. 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 Bubba's got a girlfriend.
5: Bubba's got a girlfriend. girlfriend. (laughs)
8: Is that what this is, bubba? The old cock and cut swindle, huh? S-C-E-X Sex Hey, you had to find out about it, didn't you? Uh, you just couldn't leave it alone If you wanted to know about it, bad Why didn't you ask me? You want to know about it? You want to know about it? Ask me Ask me It's a swindle, that's all don't, don't get mixed up in
2: it. Help me. Help me. Help me.
5: Please help me. Please. Help me. Please help me. All right,
8: Miss You're that out. Leave him alone, damn it. What were you supposed <laughs> to finish her? Finish her now. Burn her like a rat. rat. Finisher. her. Burn her like a rat. Finish her now. Burn like a rat! Burn like a rat! Burn her like a rat! rat, rat. Her like a rat. Finish her, rat. her now! Burn Finish her, her now, Baba! Finish, Finish her! Give me that. Turn traitor for a piece of tail. You got one choice, boy. Sex or the saw. Sex is well. Uh, Nobody knows, but the saw, the saw is family. <laughs> it's family. Wait till granddad hears about
1: this. I fucking love that. I love that that <laughs> became the, the fucking motto for the film or like the slogan for the film. The saw is family. Yeah, I saw love saw is that the family. franchise runs with that shit from here on out. It's fucking yep. great. The saw is family. Sex. Who knows? But the saw, the saw, saw
4: is, is family. family. <laughs> Uh, i thought it was the best uh one of the good scenes i kind of got every iconic character i got what i felt was their essence in in clips
1: yeah and we were talking (laughs) about just how manic that chop top gets in this and like the burner like a rat and and he's he's in everybody's face constantly he just loves agitating and just really like really just like in your face over control like out of control and and i
4: love how i love how stupid he can be sometimes he goes well yeah i mean leatherface killed her earlier tonight (laughs) yeah leatherface killed her once already
1: tonight but now she's back
4: now she must come back i don't know how that happened (laughs) i don't know if he's necessarily
1: dumb i think that whatever happened to his brain the damage that caused him to have to have a plate like i think he's working with like a very damaged brain too like he doesn't have all of his brain to to really be able to process and like think solidly yeah i don't i don't doubt that either um, I mean, his brother, the t- his twin brother, was also not that smart and was kind of gullible. But, like, I think yeah. that him being that dumb in that that thing that he said, where Bubba killed her once already tonight. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, like, Bubba killed her once already,
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think that is literally from his brain injury. I think that is some. Yes. Like, that's the kind of, like, way that a brain injury works. He's like, hey, wait a minute. Like, even he figured it out. Like, oh, no, he yeah. didn't kill her, did he?
4: <laughs> right after he <laughs> said I just, it. I, I love that part where he says that. Oh, Bubba killed her once already tonight, you know? <laughs> (laughs) I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I think this really establishes just how out of touch with reality all of these characters are. And then you throw Dennis Hopper's coked up fucking ranger in the mix. So you got like Chop Top, who's like a coked up fucking serial killer, like cannibal guy who constantly causes himself orgasms by touching a hot (laughs) coat hanger to his plate. Yeah, right. (laughs) And then eats whatever he scrapes off.
5: Oh
4: Jesus Christ! Yeah. Well, and he's bringing us now into the final 20 minutes, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but you get these, like, total, like, overly bouncy, crazy energies just meet in the middle of this film, and it just goes so insane and frenetic from this point forward. Let's just finish it off.
4: Yes. Well, she wakes up at a dinner table tied to a chair. Uh, Drayton, he talks about uh, that she's going to get to meet Grandpa, that he's 136 years old and is on a pure liquid diet and still kicking. Uh, she, he talked about how, um, grandpa was one of the best people at the meatpacking plant. And he was a one hitter, could kill everybody using, uh, one hit.
1: Well, not everybody, but like he would kill every beef that came his way. Yes.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And that how everyone loved him at the, uh, they would always throw him parties and everything. And then one day he was like, everything got automated and grandpa just started hating it. Uh, and they, they started automating things. So he got up and he walked away. Uh, so they bring grandpa in and yeah, grandpa is still alive and it's, they're going to have him try to whack her. Uh, even though this didn't go well for him the last time, uh, 14 years ago, fuck it. Uh, they're going to do it again. Uh, he keeps trying. Uh, this grandpa is a little more animated than the, uh, last grandpa.
1: <laughs> well, they uh gave him a bit more blood to start off with than just a finger suck to get the the taste in his yeah. mouth. Um yep. and I believe that they've been making him exercise a little bit more since the last one got away. You know, grandpa has th- to start pulling his weight a little more.
4: Uh, I think so. I think you're right. Uh after everything that kinda happens, uh he actually gets a good whack on her, but then unfortunately crazy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he whacks her, but then unfortunately right after that her head's in the bucket, Dennis Hopper busts in. Uh, This is where Drayton's kind of lost in what's actually happening. Instead of thinking, oh, this could possibly somebody who's like a family member of someone we killed out of all these people we killed. He thinks it's a competitor or someone who hired him to spy on him from his competitors. And he starts trying to bribe him. And then at one point he thinks he's from one of the the, like a, uh, a health place trying to you know get them. Yeah, he's like so who sent you and he said you said I'm m-
1: the lord of the harvest. Just, what's that? That yeah. new health food <laughs> new health yeah, food Yeah, yeah, the place. new health food
4: not in any in their minds do they th- maybe think they're doing anything wrong that anyone should be mad about looking for revenge for.
1: Yeah, it totally does <laughs> not even else process, but that. Yeah, it totally does yeah. not even process that any of the people that they killed could have a family member that would eventually track them down. Like I love how yeah. that is so far from even the one who is the craftiest and can present the most sane in public. Even yeah. he is completely far gone and out of touch with reality. And that's just how insane <laughs> his family actually is.
4: Right. I, I just was like I was so amazed by that.
1: And it's just so funny. Like they're doing this because it's supposed to be comedic. Like this one definitely yeah. goes over the top slapstick with it. But I will admit I laughed when he was bribing them. Yeah, that's funny. And then when he
4: said that scene where a Chop Top had me laughing where you know, like I said, that that one line. Uh I thought, you know, Bubba and Killer already once tonight. And then but when he was like yeah, when he said I'm like the shepherd's will, and he goes, that or that, that new health or yeah. That that new health food play. <laughs> yeah, like just, he's I mean, just so he's so
1: far gone. And that's the funny yeah. thing about this movie is that has always played to me as comedy, but the reality of it is no, they you're right. They are really that far gone. They are really yeah. that far out of touch with like any semblance of normalcy or reality. I mean, look where these people are. They're living like really far underground, like yeah. and chopping up people and serving them to other people as food. And this is their big production weekend that they're working extra hard collecting and and serving
4: chili cook off all that kind of stuff yeah
1: like it's just like it's just so insane and then the guy comes in to get revenge and they don't even register that he could possibly want the revenge yeah that's i never thought of that until you brought it up but my god that's so true and it makes it that much more horrifying that you laugh at every fucking thing they say When
4: they're just so far gone, they don't know that they're even being funny at this point.
1: Right. Like he's dead serious. Like he really thinks he's a competitor. Like I thought he was I always thought he was just fucking with him and talking shit, because that's the kind of guy that he is. But no, you're right. No, he really is f- that far gone. He doesn't know. He he
4: cannot there's no way that people actually care about what he's done uh
1: the, to the people because they're not people they're just they're cattle they're beefs yeah they're just they're, they're, just, they're just food like yeah if, from where he's standing it's always going to be a dog eat dog world and there just ain't enough dog yeah exactly um so anyway uh then
4: uh uh stretch comes out uh and she goes of uh, the he brings her head out of the pail and she goes lefty and he went sister and then he got pissed and and he takes the chainsaw and right as uh, Drayton tries to run away, chainsaw him right up in the ass. Woof, that's got to hurt.
1: Now, that effect definitely really holds up in yeah. the HD because they did it to where the junk just kind of comes out of the back whenever he chainsaws uh-huh. his ass. But they yeah. did it in such a way where the chainsaw cuts up there that it really you feel it like it's very visceral feeling. And they show just enough and they cut away just enough. And obviously, the actor sells it, too. <laughs> it's so funny yeah of grotesque course. he chainsaws him right through the middle of his ass
4: oh right in the middle of the ass oh it was the worst but also the best um so anyway um he hides underneath the table Leatherface and Dennis Hopper do a chainsaw sword fight all the while uh Chop Top starts chasing uh stretch well anyway this is one of the
1: most epic chainsaw fucking fights you will ever see in your life not realistic enough not like believable in any way shape or form like obviously the chains would rip off of each other the chainsaws would go flying back on the guys and they would both get cut up like it, it can't be you you can't really believe that this is a thing that anyone would really be able to do but it is so epic and so amazing
4: yeah so then um at this point underneath the table drayton decides well it's his time to go out of business. Uh, this this kind of stuff happens. Um, then he decides uh, to grab a grenade from uh, the uh, hitchhiker's body. Um, he goes, you know, so one funny thing. He goes, well, I was looking for those henroids to get fixed anyway. Yeah, so
1: Yeah, he sure did the trick on my hemis. You know, yep, save me yep, a trip yep, to the hemis- hospital for them.
4: And then... Do we say what he called the grenade?
1: I don't think the term, in and of itself, was racially yeah. motivated as other ones, because I think Charlie was just the overall nickname for yeah, for the enemy, you know. for, for that specific enemy for like the well, Viet Cong. He, ca- he calls the grenade a fuck you, Charlie. Right. Which that I don't feel has the racial connotation in it, and if it does, yeah. we apologize for repeating we- it. Yeah, we're sorry. Yeah, but that's what he refers to it as. And I don't think it does have that connotation. And obviously, Chop Top brought that back with him, and he let Nubbins hold on to it for him.
4: Yeah, right. So uh, we go back to more fighting. Uh, We've cut then to um, Stretch getting chased. She sees an exit sign. Here comes Chop Top. She actually is able to put a lamp right onto his metal plate, electrocuting him. Um,
1: Considering what we already know, that might have been the ultimate experience and something that he will try again on his own.
4: Right. Um Then uh, we cut to Dennis Hopper fucking guts Leatherface all the way through with his chainsaw, fucking him up completely. This is the sequence Um,
1: that I was talking about where they have the chainsaw while it's running and both the chains are moving the whole way through Leatherface with it stuck through him like that. Yeah, this was the masterpiece and this still looks incredible. I mean, you can tell how they did it, obviously, because that's the way practical effects work. And but like the way that they got the chains to move in unison like that, like and the way that they were able to move Leatherface and you still see the chainsaw moving beautiful like chef's kiss, man. That was so wonderful. And it's still amazing. It's still cool. It was
4: fucking it was fucking gnarly. So,
1: (laughs) yeah, it's every bit gross as it is beautiful in its execution.
4: At this point, then something hits Drain's head. He drops the grenade. Uh, Dennis Hopper's pretty much just screaming to the high heavens. Cut back to Chop Top and we see, uh, Stretch. She's climbing out into the outside from the caves and we see a giant explosion and poof come up. So they all dead. Um... One would think. One would think. Uh, so anyway, um, Choptop's still chasing her. She gets up to this top area, and we see a very dilapidated woman, Grandma, with a chainsaw on her. Chopped says to stay away from her, but... Stretch grabs the chainsaw and tears it and a part of grandma off of her.
1: Both of the arms were attached to the chainsaw yeah. and both the arms came with her. And I swear <laughs> you could hear her screaming as if grandma was possibly still alive. And grandma this
4: was still alive because when Chop Top went to check on her, her head moved.
1: Oh, that's fucking terrifying.
5: <laughs>
4: grandma was still...
1: Alive. <laughs> Nothing
4: is fucking dying
1: in this family.
4: Yep, as he tries to call his family, she's trying to start the old chainsaw. He keeps cutting the fuck out of her because he doesn't think she's gonna be able to start it. Oh, horrific. He keeps using a straight way, just cutting her. Oh, that was fucking rough to watch. But she finally does start it. She. Oh. Oh. By the way, before all this, when he traps her in that room before she grabs the chainsaw, he starts cutting his own throat with the straight razor. It's
1: like death eating a cracker.
4: Yep um as they go she chainsaws him right in the fucking stomach as well he falls down into the hole uh supposedly killing him she much pulls her own leather face dance move, screaming to the high heavens with the chainsaw roll credits
1: damn that film is insane like we can't even portray it if i were to have covered this movie i would have totally had to do this the exact same way that i did pieces when we covered pieces with duncan you remember where oh, yeah. i wouldn't let you guys talk and i kept interrupting you and i kept saying but never mind that and you're like why i'm like shut the fuck up and never mind and i just kept going <laughs> like that's how this movie goes too like pieces and chainsaw 2 i can promise you are an amazing pair of films to watch back to back watch they, chainsaw I mean, 2 uh... and then watch pieces
4: all right, I got gotcha.
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> because they are both insane chainsaw movies that are clearly meant for you to be on some kind of methamphetamine while you watch them or some kind of upper that you may or may not be worried about if your heart's going to hold out by the end of both of them. Like, this, these films are so frenetic and so insane. And yeah, uh, everything about this movie is just amped up to, like, the 11th degree. They got more money. There's a few things where you definitely know that Golan and Globus and Cannon Films sort of required Tobey Hooper to do I think Mm -hmm. the dinner sequence where she had to wake up around the table, they probably wanted that because that's the most memorable thing from the original. And maybe even Hooper wanted to take another crack at it. Um, But the thing that draws me in on this film and the thing that I obsess over and I really want to spend my final thoughts talking about more than anything else about the film and how insane it is, is the art decoration and the production design of their underground layer and their world. This Alice in Wonderland through the looking glass down the rabbit hole hell portal that this film takes you through and just when you think it can't get more surreal and insane and deeper underground and just like unbelievably bizarre they go to another area in another room and you see these collections of other corpses and junk that they've had left around that they've decorated and you just wonder how long they've been here is this just like their summer cookout place for whenever this goes on and then they're just going to go back to the house or is this the hideout that they vacated the house like what the fuck is this place how the fuck long has this family been doing this shit here like It's clearly filled to the gills with fucking guts that are still fresh. Like, what the fuck is going on with this nightmare world? And it's so beautifully designed and horrific. And this is the stuff that I obsess over in this movie. Like, the chainsaw head thing is fucking cool, The, the puppeteering corpse thing is fucking awesome. Don't get me wrong, but this world, like,. I am like constantly uncomfortable and feel like I'm living in a cannibal corpse song in this fucking world that's underground. It's
4: so terrifying. And you can tell they have spent... 14 years in the same location for as massive and as deep as these caverns are and they're all filled with bones and body parts.
1: And like settings of like a living room or they would reset up, uh, they they reset up Franklin in his wheelchair. They bothered to take that all with them. It's like a shrine to themselves and their various kills, like a a way to go back and examine it all. And they don't throw anything away. I mean, they keep their family members who clearly never die. Like I always thought that I saw grandma's head move and like I, you could hear her somewhat scream but i always thought that was just like in my head and and they played it but like no in in the high definition yeah she kind of looks at him a little bit and yeah she looks at him
4: i'm i'm with you yeah that's that's there
1: (laughs) she just tore off grandma's arms and grandma's probably gonna die but grandma's fucking blood is dust so what the fuck are these people how the fuck long do they live Yeah, I have no idea. Like, everything about this movie is terrifying to me, but, like, it's so awesome and entertaining at the same time. But these people are not human, right? Like, they can't be. These are, like, some kind of archetypical demons from hell.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I completely agree. It's fucking scary when you're running the caverns with her. It's fucking her. And it could have gone on a max creep out factor. But then you factor in Dennis Hopper high on coke just destroying the fucking place, and it kind of takes you out of it a little bit, but not in a bad way. It kind of like, oh, my God, now you're pumped because you want to see this fucking fight
1: coming. Yeah, no, you need that. You need to have them cut away from the shit that's in this world, because as bad as the house was, this is an entire cavernous world that she cannot possibly easily escape. In any, She can't jump out a fucking window and get out like she could in the house. Like, yeah, she's exactly. fucking trapped, and we're yep. trapped in there with her. And all we have is the vain hope that a coke-out fucking ranger decked to the nines and chainsaws is going to saw his way to her in time. <laughs> That's exactly. so insane. Everything about this movie just makes no sense, and, and also- it's so crazy, and I love every fucking minute of it. And all he's gonna do is gonna give
4: her a chance to run. I mean, he's not like gonna escort her to safety because he doesn't care about that. No, he's not he here for about her. Killing him. He already
1: told her, yeah. "I used your girl," and he admitted it. Yeah. And he was gonna save her, and he was gonna let her run. At what point he says, "You gotta run, sister. You gotta run," because he's he's not
4: fucking hanging there for you.
1: Yeah, he's not here for that. He's not here to get her out. He's here to make sure they stay. Yeah, he's here to make sure they die. (laughs) Yeah, he's here to bury the devil in his own world. Like, that's what he's here for. He does not give a shit about her. And that's the thing is, she realizes at some point she's so alone. And you just see it where she, like, crosses over. And I think the moment she rips Grandma's arms off and with the chainsaw in hand and then she's just there where she's, like, doesn't even care how much damage she's taking where she's getting sliced up or whether or not she's gonna live. All she cares about is getting that chainsaw started because she is going to gut that motherfucker.
5: That's
4: it. She's going to kill a motherfucker and that's all she wants to do.
1: Yeah, that's like she is at her breaking point there. And when she does the chainsaw dance, that is totally her just been pushed into their frame of mind, like into their reality. And I think that she's gone. Like we probably would never see a character like this again, come back, you know, after what she's been through. And as much as I love the original film, Fucking Stretch goes through way more than Sally Hardesty does. Sally watches well, her brother get chainsawed, but like the shit that Stretch goes through is pretty goddamn horrible. Well, where we're, Sally has to see a man wear her brother's new f- wear her brother's face, she has to wear the guy that was wooing her. She has face. to wear
4: LG's face. Yeah. yeah. So you, I mean, I'm saying you're you're
1: yeah, you're right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's insane. Like, I'm not yelling at you because I'm like trying to convince you. I'm yelling at you because, like, I can't fucking believe it. (laughs) I've seen this movie so many fucking times. It's another one that I've watched way more times than I can fucking count. And I know I've seen two way more than I've seen one because I saw it before I saw one and yeah, i loved yeah, it then is, like and every fucking So you time, did
4: the same thing i did you saw 2 before
1: 1 Yeah <laughs> but every fucking time i watch this movie it still makes me feel uncomfortable it still makes me feel awkward because i'm laughing and i'm loving it and i'm having such a good time but at the same time i'm like this is fucking horrific this is fucking yeah, right? terrifying and it's the kind of black humor that Toby Hooper tried for in the first one and failed gloriously to that film's wonderful advantage cuz he was yeah. Trying for that kind of slapsticky black humor, like that we were seeing. The first film
4: was. Completely creepy. Yeah, like, and disturbing.
1: There's, you know, there's a sequence where Leatherface rounds a corner and does like a Keystone Cop skid in his cowboy boots to slow down. Like, they were trying to make that to where that was supposed to be comedical relief. But all it is is you're just like too terrified to even realize that's what happened and you don't care. Yeah. They found there's only terror. This one has wacky hijinks. Yeah. They found the balance and they were able to do it. And I think it's because they had more money, they had more experience, they had a crew coming in on it. And I think the people in front of the camera really helped too. This film would not be anywhere near as memorable and enjoyable as it is if it weren't for Jim Sidow and for Bill Mosley and for Dennis Hopper's insanity. And then they needed an anchor. And that's totally what Caroline Williams was in this film. She had to play straight to all of this insanity. And she had to be our conduit because she had to be our rational thinking person trapped in a hell world that we could connect to and understand what's going on. And at a certain point, we lose her. And that's when the film really gets uncomfortable by the end. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it for this. It's so insane. And it makes me feel like I'm losing my own goddamn mind by the time it's over. And it's so effective. And like, I know everything that everybody says about this where it's like so over the top. It's so gory. It's too wacky. It's all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's too goddamn much. And that's the point. Everything about it is too goddamn much. And but
0: that's that, perfect. that
4: was the 80s. <laughs> that was the '80s. Everyone talks about it, that. That was the 80s.
1: It was over oh, too much. It was about access. So <laughs> yeah, this is, is the horror in its excess like that's yeah. the that's a perfect way to describe it and I'm, I'm done like I'm, I'm, t- I'm spent because otherwise I'm we'll be here for five well. more hours talking about how yeah. amazing much we love this movie <laughs> no kidding Jesus <laughs> somebody's got to use the bathroom around here <laughs> <laughs> alright well we do have another piece of feedback like one Fuck piece of me? feedback for a congratulatory message so why don't we yes. take the break we'll do that and then we'll just close out the show sounds good to me alright so we're gonna have our Geek Radio Daily promo and a little bit more music befitting of Texas Chainsaw Massacre too.
9: are you having trouble keeping up with the ebbs and flows of modern geekery is the real world holding you back from knowing what is happening in the geeky world to answer these and other personal problems brought in by your friends gaming group and loved ones geek radio daily presents daily informational sessions brought to you by the wonderful Billy Flynn the Flynnstress and podcasting's Rich Sigfred. they contain such helpful segments as history Geek birthdays, box office results, the latest in DVD and Blu ray, video game and comic releases. Why, they also have a weekly show hosted by the wonderful Billy Flynn and the Flynnstress, which includes interviews and commentary. And to make sure you are informed, Geek Radio Daily also provides you with your daily dose of geek news to make sure you know more than that jerk know it all Steve. Visit us at geekradiodaily.com. That's right, Geek Radio Daily. All the geek without the weight. Now available in fine Corinthian leather.
1: the main reason besides the Oinko Boinko song that I played first that I had to be able to do the soundtrack whenever we covered this was because this is the movie that introduced me to The Cramps. Nice. Yeah. I was trying to find out who that band was and I remember asking somebody what I was watching it with and they said that it sounded like The Cramps and I looked up The Cramps and that's how I found that band was seeing this Ah. movie as a kid. Much like how I found The Ramones the first time that I like fell in love with National Lampoon's Vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Hey, it all makes... Yeah. We don't have time for that because you really have to go to the bathroom. We barely have enough time for...
3: Time for incoming
1: mail. Yeah. I had, I had, huh. <laughs> All right. So An- you ca- we answer questions here, at cinema subs. <laughs> you may or may not remember we were contacted by a gentleman named Wick not too long ago, who sort of had a whole bunch of answers to questions about breast augmentation that we had while watching Andy Sedaris films. Ah. Uh-huh. Okay. Do you, you remember that? Right. Uh, I, believe- I didn't remember that. Yeah. Also, I believe they were the person who was um like the like hadn't met pat marita or had
4: oh yes 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 it okay, was I involved that.
1: with yeah I'm, i kind of remember vaguely the pat marita stuff but i remember the the breast augmentation because i'm a fucking pig well anyway yeah <laughs> uh wick actually reached out to us to give us a congratulatory message so i need to play it here it is
0: all right hello cinema psyops boys my name is wick about 50 episodes ago you included my email explaining and discussing Breast Augmentation and Reduction on your show. And I can only imagine how proud my parents must be of that. I just wanted to say congratulations on 300 episodes. It's a hell of an accomplishment. You deserve any feelings of pride, accomplishments, shame that you may be experiencing. But keep it up. I wish you both the best. And please, remember, if you ever have any questions whatsoever about breasts, don't hesitate to reach out and ask me. Good luck, gentlemen, and keep, as they say, Fucking that, that chicken
1: What? <laughs> I like how he questions himself we at the will. end there we, we, Okay, we will is, uh, is that what they say? Because I have not heard that what, them say
4: that and I've never heard that saying yeah. But I mean, listen, I'm from up north What do I know? Yeah
1: <laughs> Okay, so he's definitely the breast augmentation guy that that talked to us about the breast augmentation and how the scarring worked and everything. And that was a very, very informative fucking email. Um, The only thing it lacked was photographic uh, diagrams of what we were talking about, but this is an audio format, so the descriptions were probably much more appreciated by the audience. Probably. I just want to see pictures of boobies. Well, who doesn't? (laughs) Yeah. Why don't we take a break and look at some then?
4: All right, well, finally. Now you're getting on my level.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for reaching out for us there, Wade. Uh, yes, I know th- thank you. I know that they were trying to get on episode 300, but I didn't really give people a notification. I just kind of threw it out there, and I was like, if people are going to reach out, they'll reach out in time, or they'll find out as soon as they hear it. And uh, we got plenty of messages and everything. But, of course, if you guys want to reach out to us about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise? Because I'm sure there's going to be some disagreements for the next couple of movies we're about to cover.
4: <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, now now the fuzziness starts wearing off, and we get into some, <laughs> some real talk. <laughs>
1: yeah, some disagreements. Disappointments about to start setting in. Yeah. <laughs> right. So and you know I any if you want to kind of disagree with us or talk about you know some of the points we have to make if uh, you just want to congratulate us for, for making it five years into your ear holes or if you have want to weigh in on the whole thing about you know me adding the music back in on the lead on Patreon and uh, releasing it as soon as it's available or as soon as I get it done. I mean you know? Be, and be, and, you know be cool about it though. Well yeah either way hit us up with some feedback on that. We'll play it on the air and we promise we won't be complete dicks too
4: yeah just kind of (laughs) dick and with that we're gonna end this fucking joke
9: are you having trouble keeping up with the ebbs and flows of modern geekery is the real world holding you back from knowing what is happening in the geeky world to answer these and other personal problems brought in by your friends gaming group and loved ones geek radio daily presents daily informational sessions brought to you by the wonderful billy flynn the flynnstress and podcasting's rich sigfred They contain such helpful segments as history, geek birthdays, box office results, the latest in DVD and Blu-ray, video game and comic releases. Why, they also have a weekly show hosted by the wonderful Billy Flynn and the Flynnstress, which includes interviews and commentary. And to make sure you are informed, Geek Radio Daily also provides you with your daily dose of geek news to make sure you know more than that jerk know-it-all Steve. Visit us at geekradiodaily.com. That's right, Geek Radio Daily. All the geek without the weight. Now available in fine Corinthian leather. (laughs)
1: song that LG sings right as he's walking up to the radio station with holding on to the what I always assumed were two hot coffees and what you think is just sodas, but they were definitely some sort of drinks when they got a tub full of ice and all the drinks they could want in (laughs) the radio station, which makes absolutely no sense, and thanks for pointing that out and ruining that stuff for me, dick. (laughs) You're welcome, sir. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to find other instances where Matt may have found something insightful and pointed it out and ruined a movie for court, all those previous instances where that could have happened in 300 previous episodes. See? bet you're being more happy in episode one where I
4: didn't know Shit. (laughs) <laughs> didn't know how to look at shit. And
1: episode one where Matt did not sh- know shit or how to look at shit or review things other than calling them the worst piece of shit he's ever seen because it didn't finish the tournament and it upset him. That's all available at LegionPodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. And those they are they all things that actually the- happened in the first episode. Yeah, they didn't finish the fucking
4: tournament. I mean, how are we fucking supposed
1: to do it It's <laughs> Fucking man. The story wasn't about the tournament. The story was about was the one arm still- boxer dick. You're still pissed I was about that. Almost-
4: I was almost over it. 300 episodes later you got to bring it fucking back up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely because <laughs> I'm still Fuck fucking up. livid about how you did that review <laughs> 300 episodes later. We also have a repository for all of our memes that is our Instagram page oh, that yes. I run. That's cinema underscore psyops.
4: Well, we, we got to repurpose them memes. Give us the highest of quality of memes you have. Even the dump dumpster fire memes. We'll take those as well. We'll take your good memes, your bad memes, your in-between memes. Just, we, we just want your memes.
1: I just also don't want to use your memes if they're going to get me banned because I do share them yeah. also to Facebook. Book, and they're available in our Facebook group, Cinema PsyOps, as well as some very fun photography, spelled F-A-U-X. Photo. footage, <laughs> footage, footage. Yeah. Photage. Our man Ken from uh, Rhode Island has definitely tried to put my head on the body of the dude from 300, and that made me really uncomfortable. Really? I
4: mean, I, th- I think you should be happy about that.
1: I felt body shamed because I will never look like oh. that.
4: Oh, yeah. That's oh, not, I mean, I that's, get you. I feel my you baggage, there, yeah.
1: That's That's not on unc- that's my bag. Yeah, that's
4: not I can. That's our bag. But I feel you, though, yeah. (laughs) Right. I was like,
1: I don't deserve those abs. I didn't work for
4: those. (laughs) I I had a donut one time in my life. There's no way I could do
1: that. But that photography that uh, Darren kind of originated in the group and Ken and Chris are still keeping alive. Yeah, that's still going on. That's Cinema PsyOps. I'm available there on Facebook as Court PsyOps. Matt occasionally shows up but ignores your emails for 16 weeks as Matt PsyOps. Mm. Shame 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 (laughs) You can email Matt for questions, follow-ups, trying to book schedules and shows and everything But chances are you won't hear from him for 16 weeks at psyopmat at gmail.com Shame Shame Probably 17 now actually, isn't it, Darren? Shame you can email shame. you can email feedback to court cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com let him know that you need to constantly shame matt because he fucking deserves it it's been 17 weeks since he responded to a simple request to get him on the show Shame, shame. <laughs> you can twit a couple of shameful tweets to a couple of twats on the shame filled shitfest, fest turned porn bot heaven that is twitter i am at court underscore psyop there and he is at psyop matt some of the things we see on there are just shameful. Mm. But that's kind of my thing. So shamey. Yeah, how you we're want.
4: all into it. Yeah I, yeah, I can I
1: can get down with that. That that also works for me too. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even yeah, have I to agree. be Catholic for that. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. You, you can totally make it happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're out there doing those shame, shame, shameful things, kick the fuck out of this week and Make it your bitch. <laughs> fucking working but i would hit
4: answer and then it would come up like something was happening but it just kept cycling through not connecting my my also my skype went through a fucking update so i just restarted my computer and that fucking worked but that was annoying as fuck let me start fucking recording
1: yeah let's make sure it's recording and that's working
4: yeah i am recording one two three perfect and it's going through the microphone and everything
1: since you're a knock guy, what would be a good, uh, basically hardwired router for a good firewall built into it for me? Because I got this Asus, and it keeps fucking up, and I have to, like, hard reset it and then reload the configuration every couple months, and I'm really tired of it. Oh,
4: yeah. Fucking Asus are fucking rough.
1: Off the top of my head, I can't think of
4: one. Um, so I'm trying to think, of course, with price and
1: everything. It just needs to be, like, basic. It doesn't even have to have wireless, because I'll still use the Asus for the wireless part. It's my port forwarding that it won't fucking do anything with. It keeps. Yeah. Yeah. Losing the port forwarding. <laughs> and I'm like my shit's losing functionality and I'm like getting really fucking tired of it. So I was just curious if you could think of anything off the top of your head. So it you
4: just need a good router.
1: Can I can I get like a standalone box? Like hypothetically speaking, could I get like a just like a Linux box that's got a nick in and out and just load some kind of firewall software, like a tomato or a what's the other one? Uh the demi or whatever it's called? I can't remember. I
4: mean, in theory, yeah, you should be able to do that. That shouldn't be a problem. People do that all the time, building their own shit.
1: Okay. What if I have an existing Linux box that used to be uh an ad trap? It used to remove ads, but that technology got waysided with the way that they Embed the ads now, and that I already know is a Linux box, and it already has the connection. I should be able to like turn that into a firewall, then, huh?
4: Yeah, you really should be able to do that.
1: I was just, I just thought of that thing. I haven't had that thing, yeah, I haven't had yeah, that thing looked that up. Would actually while. work just fine, yeah. I could turn it into like a tomato router, basically,
4: or whatever the much, fuck yeah. call it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, and then it will port forward. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you know what, just because my Skype needed an update, yeah. I was like, I'm almost positive I'm going to have to restart my computer if this doesn't work. Just well, And I was almost positive that was going to do it.
1: Bev is demanding to be able to have people over again now that oh, we're yeah, vaccinated. Oh, yeah, of course. And so we were we were cleaning earlier and I was like really flustered and really overheated. So you having problems, I'm like, oh, I can oh, catch yeah, my yeah, breath. So it was, it was gonna to kismet. Yeah, it was yeah. totally kismet. That was awesome.
4: Because we had till today for federal to turn in our taxes. And of course, because... Fuck me on something i i get to owe 800 and some dollars in federal and 800 and some dollars in state so fucking grade a fucking things going on over here right now
1: that's not who you work for is it should i bleep that name out oh yeah bleep
4: the name out anyway but no i don't work for them
1: so okay fuck them in fact
4: but yeah maybe you should just bleep it out just so because i don't need any fucking trouble all
1: right <laughs> all right well uh i'm super stoked for this i hope you are too yes i am ready okay. oh yeah
4: right. i'm super stoked let's do this
1: you hear that okay on your Side? Yeah. Oh perfect. Alright, let's fucking rock and roll. Here we go. Yeah. Two different edits. One with the copyrighted music. Oh, I I said the bad word. Yeah. Hello? Sorry taking a keto level. I thought I had more time. <laughs> <laughs> Not try to keep you long because I know you gotta go. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs>
4: Woo!
3: Alright.
4: Uh let's see here. Okay. Hold on a second and I'm going to stop recording. Alright, I'm done.